okay, what about this is real? What about it is not real? Um, you know, do I want to follow this thought? Do I not want to follow this thought? For the first time, being able to do some of the exercises, you know, that like my therapist, uh, yeah, or the shaman, right. you know, would encourage <laughs> me to do around. Okay, tell the thought, I'm not going to follow you. Instead, I'm going to go do this other thing instead. And my body's like, whatever, girl, here we go. Like, <laughs> here we go. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 16 of the Dig New Streams podcast. I am your host, Dave Capozzi, and on the podcast this week, I have Sakuria Dickerson. Sakuria is the founder of Root to Roots Wellness. Uh, she'll, she'll spell that out and describe that for you during the podcast. But really, Sakuria to me is just an amazing friend, and I consider her to be family. She has been an inspiration to me for... Uh, the entire time that I've known her, I'm just grateful to be able to call her someone that is a friend of mine. Uh, and I'm grateful for the time that she spent with me. So grateful that I asked her to come back for a part two. So this is the first part of a two-part conversation with Sakuria because she just has so much to share uh, from her recent trip to Gabon where she sort of connected with where her tribal roots in Africa are. And it is a profound story, one that I'm just grateful to be able to hear and to learn from. Uh, I think you'll feel the same way. Also, this week will be the first of a monthly series that I will be having with Celeste, the therapist, on waking up to the system. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about how we wake up to notice racism in the system that we live in. Um, it was an amazing conversation that I'm excited to share with you all this Thursday at 7 a.m. Uh, and as always, if you want to keep up with the podcast, you can follow on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Dig New Streams Podcast. And with all that, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Sakuria Dickerson. Feel like maybe I'm losing my voice because I've been over explaining some things like over explaining my vision over explaining Whoa. my you know dreams why I'm making certain decisions why I'm trusting my intuition so I don't have this like methodical technical research thing to give to you as validation for why I'm doing x y and z and so yesterday it felt like a girl shut up and just do what what I'm telling you to do oh my god <laughs> Literally, Dave, you should have heard me yesterday. Today, I'm like, fine. I'm just like, <laughs> does it happen like that where you lose your voice for like 12 hours? I'm just like, what is I've, going on? It's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> I've never had I've never had that experience before where like I just lost. I don't lose my voice either. Ever. Ever. But that is an interesting. See, I can always count on you to have like some kind of like what what lesson should I be learning from this or what what's happening? That's a really interesting, have you felt like you're saying too much? Oh, Damon, I'm pain at verse. So I feel like I asked the universe, okay, what do you want me to do? So I can, like, we get past this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. So really? with the work that I'm getting ready to do, I'm signing up to take these like business marketing classes. Yeah. Um, I'm taking a loan out of the business. So I had to what I thought was make a pitch to William around what I'm doing. Yeah. And 
yeah, but really it was me. Like really it was me um, feeling that he was gonna feel some kind of way, be concerned, you know, about the price and like all these things. So like my well thought out argument of all the things that I need to, you know, justify. Um, and it's just like, no, like lean in, listen to your intuition. And I feel like that's what I've been on the past two years. It's mm. just like, you're, um, in fact, one of the beautiful teachings like with Buiti is, um, that whenever you hear your intu intuition speaking to you, that's really just your soul um, talking because your soul is your GPS. And so like, don't confuse the two. And so it's just like, be quiet, say less, and like, just lean in. Um, oh, man, do I love that so, yeah. so much. You know, a lot of this has to do with what we're um, allowing other people to say what we should think or, or how we should operate, right? Mm -hmm. And really, it's just, no, I said what I said, you know? <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> I didn't typically open up Instagram the way that I do now. <laughs> uh -huh. I used to not really scroll much through it. Mm -hmm. And I love that, like, I get a daily thing from Sakuri. <laughs> this is... For anyone that doesn't know you, to, to have a daily social media post from you <laughs> is just wasn't a thing. Yeah. I mean, ha like we talked a little bit about that on our own walk. How's that been for you about like you're starting a business, you're starting not to, it's not just a business. It's like, it's yeah. both a business and it's like your heart, you know, it's your, like, it's the thing that I've been hearing you talk about for, for so long. Um, and just, it's taken a different iteration. Has it been for you to be out there and having, I know you have someone doing a lot of the work behind the scenes, but like, what's that like for you? <laughs> oh, um, so many like learnings there. So many places where I'm stretching, um, terrifying, <laughs> um, all, all, all the things happening at the same time. Mm. So yeah, I've been off of social media. What has it been 10 years now? I feel like it's wow. been kind of insane. Um, but just realizing that it was not good for my mental health. Like there's so many places where Oh, I hate to even, you know, say it, but it's true. Like the comparisons, you know, that you make with yourself and, you know, other people, yes. um, but also just recognizing the ways in which, you know, I would be very emotionally susceptible to things that would get posted, you know? Mm. And so then like this feeling out of control of in like my anger or, you know, like all these things that are able to incite me that I did not necessarily think I was consenting to, but maybe yeah. I'm consenting to because I, you know, signed in, you know, to these pages. And yeah. so, yeah. So just making a very intentional decision that this ain't for me. Um, my Right. need to pick up the phone and call me um, and vice versa. Yeah. But yeah, to know that, okay, if I'm going to do this work and do it in the, in the scale that I want to, like being able to reach the people, you know, that I want to reach. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to, you know, like figure this piece out. And so yeah. for me, um, it's working tandem with, yeah, just all the places that I want to be intentional about supporting um, black and brown folks, especially with access to more 
harm reductive black and indigenous ways of thinking about how to improve their own health with a mm. focus on you know mental wellness and so yeah so being on here every single day i feel like i'm bubbling figuring stuff out making mistakes um it's messy and it's beautiful all at the same time but at the end of the day i'm clear that it's authentically me. Everything that I'm putting out is yes. a real expression of what I care about, um, what I know from my own experience. Um, I tell the truth about different practices that I like, don't like. Um, maybe I like it, you're going to hate it or vice versa. Um, mm. But just really trying to create more awareness around the, you know, the breadth of all these different things that we can do. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much lack of information or misinformation um or just anti-blackness quite frankly when it comes to what we even should have access to or should practice absolutely and i actually recently i don't know if it was today it might have been today it might have been like uh another day but i remember you put something up about healing from trauma because you have daily uh, or sort of weekly affirmations mm -hmm. that are posted that one really struck a chord with me Mm -hmm. um, now, first, can you just say what your your Instagram tag and, and like the name of your business before I go into that? Yes. So I'm the founder of Root to Roots Wellness. You can follow us on Instagram and starting next month on Facebook, too. At, oh. <laughs> I know we're fancy over here <laughs> <laughs> at Root to Roots Wellness. And that's R-O-U-T-E, like the root the mm. number two, and then R-O-O-T-S, um, like grounded. Yes. And I, so the one that I'm referring to, the the uh, weekly affirmation about healing from trauma, I, I there was one of the slides that you put in there that was about how um, like forgiving ourselves is connected to healing from trauma. Mm. Like forgiving ourselves for um, not healing sooner. And yeah. I've, that really struck a chord with me because I found myself getting down about how long it took me to recover um, and to continue to recover from things that happened in childhood. And so it's strange to think about forgiving myself when like more often than not for, for most people, um, we didn't create the trauma. It didn't, we didn't, it didn't happen. It happened to us. Yeah. And so to forgive yourself, it's, it feels like a weird thing to say, but it's so true and so necessary. And I, and I think when you talk about trauma and you talked about anti-Blackness and how a lot of this has to do with people of color, and especially as you tap into, you know, your roots, um, especially, we'll talk a little bit about what you just experienced in Gabon. Um, how does that connect for you? You know, tr the trauma that's been passed down to you, the trauma that you've experienced on your own in your own personal life what does that look like to heal from it um and how like how i think that's informed a lot of what you're doing with your business so you want to talk about that a little bit absolutely so maybe if i could go ahead and like just share some of how my thinking is being informed by um these traditions that are my own ancestral practices yeah. so um, in Buiti, which is a spiritual practice in equatorial central Africa. So in Gabon, um, the Congo, Cameroon, um, and again, borders are political, but like those are the places, if you look at a map now, that you mostly see people who are practicing this tradition of Buiti. Um, one of the teachings is that most of us are looking at our lives um 18 and before like anything that's 
pissing you off now is probably because it's re-stimulating something that happened in that time frame, you know, yeah, because yeah. it's how one thing can upset me and not upset you because um, you don't have the same wound, you know, attached to these current day circumstances, right? Mm. But Buiti teaches, yes, those things are important. You should heal those, look at those. But most of us are really struggling with the things that happened after age 18, the places where we realize we didn't show up for ourselves, mm. places where we feel really deep shame and embarrassment around. I didn't need anyone else to be my own enslaver. I did it myself. And so, you know, that has resonated. Sorry, the one time I don't have my, um, <laughs> it's always on silent. I can never find my phone. It's always on silent. The one time it's not on silent. Um, sorry about that. So no, good. one of the things that, you know, Buiti teaches is um, like, you have to take full responsibility for everything that happens in your life. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is you actually want to do that because mm -hmm. if you gave other people responsibility, um, you'd never heal. It's like, if I'm right. waiting on, you know, my dad to wake up and say, I'm sorry, or grow and change and like all these other things. And I love my dad, you know, just using an example here. <laughs> um, but if you're waiting on somebody else to do those things, then you're constantly enslaving yourself, right. To other people's, um, growth, other people's, you know, ability to recognize the harm they've done, just all these things, right? And so it's just this focus on recognizing, hey, the number one work that we do is forgiving ourselves. Once we do that, it's a level of freedom that gives us the opportunity to be able to look at other things for what they actually are, because yeah. this, um, like inhumane, unrealistic way of thinking that we somehow are supposed to be super people, you know, yeah. like then imprisons everyone else in our minds, right? To have right. to be the same. And so actually, if we can just get into a process of being able to like, you know, heal that, hey, I could have actually done that better. Hey, I could have actually shown up, you know, for myself better in this particular way, then it makes it a whole lot easier to go back and look at, you know, some of these other places where we're clear. I wasn't the, I wasn't the person at fault. It was so-and-so, Yeah, um, you know, yeah. But they're often so connected. So in my own, you know, story, um, that was really hard, really, really painful because, there's so many villains, you know, that I've had in my life. If only mm. these villains, you know, had done better by me, um, then I wouldn't struggle with depression. I would struggle, you know, with anxiety. If only, you know, they didn't hit me or, you know, like all these things. And it's just like, ah, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Like, I actually have to take responsibility for that. Like, I have no responsibility, you know, there. Right. Um, and it's like the responsibility is like this ownership that, I actually have power, you know, over my own life and more than anybody else. Like I've done the most hurt, you know, in my mm. life. When I think of all the places where I haven't shown up for myself, all the places, you know, where I feel like I've been um, emotionally vulnerable and put myself in relationships that, you know, didn't honor me, um, you know, didn't, you know, like um, actually mirror back to me, you know, my worth and like all these things. It's just like, ouch, those are the places where I feel, have felt, you know, the most um, ashamed and the most embarrassed. And so yeah. the ability to be able to just be honest about that, you know, and name a thing, you know, for what it is and like, oh yeah, that kind of sucked. Um, you know, right. just being honest has really been the most freeing thing. Yeah. yeah. That, that's powerful. I think there's something to that that there's an instinct to say, yeah, but, <laughs> but if you've experienced 
uh, enough, like if, which, which I think most of us have traumatic experiences from childhood or something, you know, that there's, there's nothing you're going to get from that experience or the person that inflicted trauma on you. That's going to be enough to heal you. Mm -hmm. And it is your responsibility at some point to do the work or else you will keep repeating the same old patterns. And I, one of the things that you talked about when we were walking um, last week was about how we lie to ourselves. It was something that you experienced in Gabon and with the, um, with the I forget the name of the person that you were talking with, but how they said you, we lie to ourselves and that's the source of so much of our, our pain and yeah. inability to move on. Uh, and, I, and that sounds a lot like what you were just talking about. Absolutely. <clears throat> Yeah, it's um, <laughs> so one of the most agitational teachings um, oh. that I found agitational <laughs> um, is this notion that, you know, I showed up saying, hey, I've been struggling with depression, you know, since I was in the fifth grade, like I'm here, you know, to heal. I've tried everything, you know, mm. I pay attention to my diet. I'm a certified herbalist. I, you know, like work with herbs for stress management. Um, I've done, you know, all different types of therapy. I've done EMDR. Maybe I need, you know, like a more <laughs> um, intentional, you know, form of therapy. Like I've done all these things. I meditate, I walk, I exercise. What do I need to do to heal? I'm desperate at this point. Like, tell me what mm. I need to do to heal. I have tried it all. Yeah. And I get there and the shaman, um, his name's Magunda. He says, heal from what? He said, if you're, <laughs> he said, if you're going to heal, you need to know what you're healing from. If you break your arm, but you're trying to heal your leg, you're never going to, you know, heal your arm. And right. so he's like, what are you actually trying to heal from? I'm like, well, I'm trying to heal, you know, from depression, like depression I find is, you know, like the thing that inhibits my quality of life the most. Yeah. And he's like, depression um, is not a disease. He was like, it's not a sickness. It's not something that you actually, you know, need to heal from before all my mental health, you know, advocates and friends out there, you know, beat me up, you know, hear, <laughs> hear this piece out because it really resonated, you know, with me. Yeah. He's like, there are three types of healings that need to happen. There's physical healing. So you may actually have some type of physical, you know, impediment that's happening, you know, in your brain that's causing, you know, like misalignment in other places. That's a very real thing. If that's the case, then let's focus on the physical healing that needs to happen there. He's like, so there's physical healing, but there's also spiritual healing. And he was like, spiritual healing, I find that's where things get murky with folks in the West. Uh, people normally refer to, you know, spiritual healing as needing to heal from mental illness. And he's like, but spiritual healing is really needing to heal from confusion. Mm. It's the places where you have lied to yourself for so long, you have been indoctrinated into lies for so long that you have now accepted them as beliefs and your thoughts and your feelings and your actions and everything. Um, orchestrate in, you know, agreement with each other that we're going to do everything in our power to uphold these lies, that your soul is like, hell no, <laughs> I do not consent. I will not agree. And you, so you're having this internal, you know, struggle. And Dave, for anybody who struggled, you know, with depression, one of the things that um, I feel like resonates with so many people resonates with me is there'll be times where everything was going right. Like, everything's going right. You know, got a good husband, the baby, you know, ain't showing us behind, uh, you know, bills are paid. Like, you know, everything's going right. And I would just wake up so sad. Yes. Like, what is wrong? Like nothing's happened. Like what's wrong? Absolutely yes. nothing has happened. And he's like, 
that's your soul saying, I'm still trying to talk to you. Like mm. this crap ain't right. Like mm. there's some things that actually you're going to have to tell the truth about, you know, and address. And so, especially, you know, when I went to get bone, like having to go towards like all those places where, yeah, it's just flat out lying to myself, just mm. flat out, you know, accepting things that, you know, clearly um, aren't true. Um, things that are oh my goodness day I don't know how much it is I like that with this other podcast <laughs> um but places where I've had to be honest you know in my own faith walk that yeah. this actually doesn't work for me you yeah. know any war anymore or ever has never worked for me yes. um but that I have either tried to take the moral high ground in relationships with people because that's what a good Christian would do when really mm. I just needed to say fuck you. I don't really want to be in this relationship yes. anymore. This doesn't work. Um, yes. This no longer serves me. Um, hey, I actually, there've been two people where I'm like, I actually really love you and think you are amazing. And you don't support me in the way that I need to feel good in this friendship. Yeah. And so I can't rock with you anymore. And yes. so doing those things unapologetically and without anger. And I feel like anger is normally has been, you know, like in the past, my biggest motivator mm. for making really hard decisions in personal relationships, right? Yeah. Piss me off. Now, all of a sudden, it's really easy to just be like, oh, no, you know, this relationship, I'm done with it. But how do yes. I, you know, like from a place of power and in my truth, just be able to look at the truth of a thing and go, wow, we used to be really cool. Not anymore. And so, wow. yeah, just wow. like those level of revelations have been really hard <laughs> to sit in and liberating all at the same time. I'm just right. like, since I've been back home, I'm just like, life is good. Oh, <laughs> life man. is great. One of the, yeah. Dave, oh my gosh. This is a family friendly PG. Um, no, this is an adult. The- this is an adult show. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I've heard anybody else curse on the show. <laughs> I have, I have, I have. <laughs> all right. No, this, this, the, the beauty is, okay, first of all, for, for anyone, I said, I've said this to you before, you just like have the ability to give me chills. I think every time you speak. So I think I just got them because <clears throat> one of the, one of the things that resonates so much is someone who would have said, yeah, I had depression. I've suffered from depression, anxiety. We in the West really love to categorize things. Mm. So if we can categorize it, we can put it in a space that helps us to be able to, well, this is how I know what to deal with it. um, And really we don't, because that's why people are trying different meds, different amounts of those meds. And again, like you, I'm not trying to say none of that's correct. Mm. It's just way more complex than we like to think. Um, We, I like that there's a focus on the spiritual in that sense. And that it's about, there's so much more going on that if I were honest with myself would disrupt way too many of the ways that I've, I've, per, I've put up some like facades of comfort in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that really resonates with me and to be, to set, to talk about being in your power rather than being reactionary and like, yeah, now I can, now I'm done with you mm-hmm. rather than waiting to that point uh, to get yeah. to that point, you're able to stand firm and, uh, knowing yourself, knowing what works for you, um, mm-hmm. rather than waiting for that blow up. That's healing from trauma in oh, a lot of ways, Dave. too. Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this man, this shopping, this shopping with a straight face. It's just like, <laughs> like, ain't nothing wrong with you. 
except that you're confused and until you and until you go towards all the places where you're lying you're going to stay confused wow so it was a really intense process of yeah being with myself and asking myself yeah what am I doing that I don't like you know doing like what am I Mm. doing you know that no longer serves me maybe it used to work you know but it don't work you know anymore and it's like (laughs) just evaluating that in all these different places. Yeah, um, that's it makes so much more so, sense out of what we learned in Christianity as this idea that the truth will set you free. <laughs> right? Like it makes way more sense out of that to me. Now I can resonate. Now I can get get down with that saying in a way I wasn't able to before. Oh, I you know, and I just, so one of the things um, that I found funny was especially coming from this Christian back, background, <laughs> you know, the, um, you know, the shaman was, didn't mince words, right? And mm. so he, you know, would be very direct around, look, every faith tradition has truth in it. He was mm, like, people yes. aren't stupid. If, if, there ain't, if there ain't some truth mixed in there, people ain't go buy it, you know? So you got to have like some truths, you know, in there for people to pay attention and to, you know, like hear, and it, it's going to hit their soul. And so, you know, it's going to attract them. But the thing that then will keep us confused, AKA, you know, in our anxiety and our depression are the places where, you know, there are all these, um, you know, lies like mixed in with the truth. And so for me, it was really powerful. Um, it's like all these like Christian teachings that I, you know, grew up with didn't go out the window. There's so much, you know, truth and like so much um, to learn and to like to lean from in there. And so one of the, on one of the days I was like laying on my bed after a ceremony, um, just processing. And I was sitting with this question that um, Magunda had asked me and he was just like, what is it actually going to take for you just to make up your damn mind? He was Mm. like, that's what you're really working towards. He was like, when you make up your mind, that'll be it. And he was like, you know, tell me a time, you know, you made up your mind. And I'm sitting there like on the verge of tears, like, you don't know my life. And like, (laughs) you know, like getting ready to cry. This is a ceremony that, you know, the night before. And he was like, Sakuria, what if, um, or he called me Coco, Coco, what if I come over and I slap, you know, the shit out of your son? What would you do? I was like, <laughs> I would kill you. That's yeah. what I would do. And yeah. he was like, he was like, so you are able to make up your mind. You understand how to make up your mind. So wow. tell me what it would actually take. Would it, would it take somebody coming and slapping you? Like, what will it actually take for you to make up your mind? And so I'm laying on my bed, you know, the next day process and thinking about what's it actually going to take for me to make up my mind. Damn. And I thought about, um, one of my favorite stories, you know, in the Bible where, you know, Bible says that Elijah and uh, Kings, second um, Kings is looking for um, God. And mm. it's like looking for his voice in all these places, right? Um, it's looking in the earthquake, can't find God, at, you know, like in the earthquake It's looking, you know, in the tsunami, the tornado goes, you know, to the depths of the ocean goes up, you know, on the mountaintop, doesn't find God. And finally, you know, like just in this level of desperation is just like sitting in the quiet and like mm. that's when he hears you know this the small still voice of God mm. and so just like laying there and thinking to myself that's actually what I'm looking for that's what peace looks like to me I want to know that like it's my still silent you know yes this is what I'm clear about this is what I'm doing I mm. I, I, I said what I said and that's that it's like I want to know that when I make decisions like that, I don't have to be riled up. I don't have to be pissed off. I don't have to honor myself and do things that are good for me because I'm angry or somebody, you know, is, you know, trying to do me something or anything like that. I want to know, like, just from this steel, powerful, 
divine place, right? That, yes. yeah, this thing is good for me and that's what I'm doing. I don't have to explain it, you know, to anyone. Oh. So it's just like that, you know, is- That's powerful. Uh, I've, I, I've found that when you speak from that place and you're unapologetic to yourself, that's when it's that's when it makes the most sense mm -hmm. we talked about earlier i said what i said yep. so so what what do, yep. what what do you need me i'm not interested in what do you need me to say i said mm -hmm. what i said because i needed to say that i needed yep. to express that yep and i what is it going to take for you to make up your mind yep. that's a question we may all need to wrestle with right mm -hmm. yeah yeah out of the the sort of connecting and growing and healing. There's this part, there's the wrestling with the internal voice, right? Mm -hmm. There's all that. And then there's also, you've gotten into an experienced plant-based medicine and those experiences. How has that contributed to your healing in these ways? Oh my. Um, so like I said, I've tried a lot of different healing modalities and being able to work with the plant medicine. Um, so there are lots of different plant medicine out there. When I went to Gabon, I worked with a plant medicine um, called a boga. Um, so we actually have a synthesized version of it here in the United States called ibogaine um, that pharmaceutical companies synthesize and like put into a pill and use for treating all types of addictions, also use it for treating you know, anxiety and depression. Um, and it's, you know, like natural form is how I worked with it in Gabon. And one of the most profound and the only time I've ever you know, noticed this um, difference was working with the medicine. So the first few nights of being in ceremony were, <laughs> I'm just going to tell the truth about it, were <laughs> agonizing. Um, I was like, what am I doing? Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to be here for two months. This is a mistake. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really think it was a mistake because I'm a stubborn person. So I made, <laughs> I made up my mind I'm doing it, but this sucks. Like, <laughs> I'm here. I'm like here for all of it. And this just really sucks. Right. Yes. Um, there was one point where I asked myself, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, when you first work with the medicine, especially folks coming, you know, from the West, your first few ceremonies um, are normally what we call a mind detox um, mm. and a full body detox. So it's literally just the medicine going in and getting anything that's not right, you know, in your body, out of your body. Um, the mind detox, I could not have understood what he was trying to tell me like in the moment trying to prepare us for it but like mm. laying on the mat it felt like at one point I asked myself am I thinking every thought I've ever thought in my whole entire life it was like this wow. crazy just of thoughts um like in syncopation with the music that was playing this like really what felt like erratic just oh, uh, like all over the place, you know, music happening so fast. I was seeing like a million thoughts a minute. My mind mm. was racing. It was agonizing. It was wow. so hard. I thought to myself, oh my goodness, like I can't do this. Like this is absolutely mm. insane. But after those first few ceremonies, he did, it did exactly what the shaman said it was going to do. It was a mind detox. By the end of it, 
as a person who suffered with, you know, anxiety and depression, you know, I would get panic attacks. Um, sometimes my heart, you know, would like race really fast. It's like, it wasn't just mental anymore. I could feel it in my body. Like, you know, my heart rate would speed up my, you know, like body sometimes would get hot, you know, and like get constrictions in my chest. Mm. Um, none of that, none of that. I was still having like thoughts, you know, about things that were happening back home, things from my past, da 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 da. But the wow. experience of working with the medicine is that it completely shut off, like me having to fight with my body. And okay. so, for the first time mm -hmm. in the longest, maybe even before fifth grade, I can't think of a time where I have not had to like struggle with trying to get my body to do what my mind is trying to tell it to do, which is, yes. hey, calm down, we're safe, everything's okay, okay, take some deep breaths, you know, like all the things. And it was just like, no, my body was like, we good, what, what you gonna do? Like, <laughs> we're, we're good over here, what are you gonna do? And so like, so the just the first time in a long time of having all this spaciousness to actually be able to think, to just be mm. human and think about, okay, what about this is real? What about it is not real? Um, you wow. know, do I want to follow this thought? Do I not want to follow this thought? For the first time being able to do some of the exercises, you know, that like my therapist, um, yeah, or the shaman, right. you know, would encourage <laughs> me to do around. Okay, tell the thought, I'm not going to follow you. Instead, I'm going to go do this other thing instead. And my body's like, whatever, girl, here we go. Like, <laughs> here we go. And so just amazing. Like, uh, I've, I've never experienced anything, anything yes. like it. Wow. Okay. Because I can't imagine what it looks like to experience anxiety and to breathe through it. Because mm -hmm. for, for me, I know the intentional breathing, but I think when I have anxiety and let's say I'm asleep, what I do is I hold my breath. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm physically just, I'm not breathing. I, people will think I'm dead while I'm asleep because I'm just completely still. And that's what I'm doing throughout the day when I'm experiencing anxiety is my I'm holding it all in there. I'm just like clinching as tight as I possibly can to make sure that I don't know. I don't, I don't know what what's being accomplished there. It certainly isn't serving me well, but to have the to let your body let go of that while you're dealing with all of these deep traumatic joyful things all at the same time is yep. pretty epic sounding to me. Life-changing. Mm. And Dave the other people who have access to these things, what's really bothersome, you know, for me is that you would think that this is some type of miracle treatment that is on Mars or something, and you yeah. can only access it if you were, you know, Beyonce or Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, no, Dave, it is natural, comes wow. right out of the earth. Um, everybody can and should be able to have access to it. But mm. what they give us in the United States is some expensive synthesized version yeah. that they make profit off of that keeps you coming back over and over again. And it's not. Um, and part of the reasons, you know, why um, you may not even have success with working with it in this way is that then it's not combined with the fire talk. It's like, look, I'm a right. huge, you know, proponent of therapy, but let's be clear. Indigenous folks invented therapy, fire <laughs> talks, and like all these things that happen around the fire, they're yes. the predecessor to therapy. And the yes. shaman, you know, in Gabon, um, Magunda, he would say, look, 60% of the medicine is the fire talk. Yes. You want to go back healed? You want to change life? Stop lying to yourself. Like that's the thing that's going to keep you healed. And so yeah. just being really, really clear that this is accessible. 
it is accessible. We have to make sure that there's more awareness so that people, yeah, can have access to it. Yes. And the fire talk is literally what it sounds like. It's the, the talk around the fire. It's the working stuff out verbally and like being challenged and then invited into different questions. This, yep. this thing without the fire, right, yep. is, is a big part of the work. And I, we have, we have uh, so many layers of things that we have in order to not have fire talks, mm-hmm. right? One of the ways you and I have connected the most has been through walking, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, for me, it's connecting with nature, people, like you can feel your body, you can feel the air, all that stuff works together to create some kind of a cathartic experience. Mm-hmm. But so much of what we do is, is media driven. We're, we're finding ways to mute the fire talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, and I think that we would benefit greatly from uh, understanding how these indigenous people uh, to, to your experience, um, to the American experience, what they have to say to us that could heal us from the years and years of colonization and ways in which we try to synthesize things and, and commodify things. Um, these are free. Uh, fire yeah. talks are free. This plant is free uh, with guidance. You know, we need wisdom and yeah. guidance. Uh, yeah. Things that we don't value in this culture either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> it's true though, because um, there's, and I don't know, I'm not necessarily one who's a cons- like got this thinks that there's this grand conspiracy. I just think that left to our own devices of seeking after more and more, um, you know, I was teaching my high school class the, today about imperialism and the, the reasons behind it, you know, there, there are political, cultural and religious reasons, but ultimately it's more, it's just more, we want more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the more we get, the, the more it becomes about our own thing. It's my thing. It's, and now I've got to maintain all of this to a yeah. point where then we're just, we can't handle it. And mm-hmm. what happened to all the, the countries that, in, that were imperial nations? Like now they're, they're not nearly as powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took on too much. And mm-hmm. I, that's, that should be an example to us as people that we need each other. We need the fire talk. We need to pay attention to the earth and what it's providing for us yeah. uh, so that we can heal uh, yeah. from this wild ride that we call life. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And so Buiti translates to mm. study of life itself <laughs> i love that I you love know yeah, and yeah. so you know the followers of Buiti, um you know would say that it's not a religion um mm. it's a it's a spiritual path it's mm. the art of knowing um that god gave us the ability to know things mm. and we through the process of wanting to control each other have convinced each other that we can't know that we have to accept the beliefs you know of of other people and so it's this powerful you know notion that you know every culture you know it's not just black you know and black brown indigenous you know folks but every culture you know Mm. has fire talk like every culture you know has their you know teachings around how are you supposed to operate in this world you know what does it look like for you to be able to thrive in this world to be able to thrive you know in community you know with each other Mm. and so I just appreciated you know the simplicity of 
you know, the talks, it's like the reasons, you know, they resonated with me is that they didn't mince words and they were very simple. You Mm. know, there wasn't any, you know, do this, do that, you know, jump up and down, then go here. And 10 years later, (laughs) you know, it was stop lying to yourself. Um, (laughs) Okay. I I do love that. And at the same time, I have a visceral reaction to it growing up in Christianity Mm. now um, where it was, it, it was connected to moral condemnation. Mm-hmm. You know, and what this sounds like is that its goal is freedom. The goal is we're, yeah, I'm lying to myself too, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I'm inviting you to stop lying to yourself, not mm-hmm. because you're bad, mm-hmm. but because they're, the, you're actually holding on to the idea that you might be bad. And that's not true. That's mm-hmm. not the truth. With the tradition that I come out of, it's mm-hmm. you're bad mm-hmm. and you need to, you need to recognize that before you can be free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if that even exists on this earth, and I think that's beautiful in that context that it's mm-hmm. simple and it's an invitation, not a condemnation. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the beautiful things that Buiti teaches is you're not your feelings. You're not your thoughts. You're not what you do or don't do yeah. at the end of the day. Like each and every one of us have to recognize that nothing's wrong with you. Like we all have preferences. We mm. all have different ways that we want to move around, you know, in the world. And part of the, you know, mental illness and the ways in which we can find ourselves like relating to ourselves as if something is wrong with us has to like really sits in the seat of I have to change. I'm supposed to be more like this, more like that, conform to this, uh, be more acceptable here. And it's like one of the greatest liberations that you can offer yourself is recognizing that nothing's wrong with you. You're pissed off for a reason. (laughs) You like that for a reason. You don't want to, you know, hang out over there for a reason. And so like being really honest about what do you want um, mm. and what is it going to take for you to be able to live this life that you feel like you can, you know, live authentically. Um, and at the end of the day, yeah, it's like just being clear, your feelings, your thoughts, you know, your actions, like those are expressions. They are not the essence of who you are and that they can change at any given time. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope this conversation inspired some new thoughts within you. Until next time, peace, my friends.